0: Welcome to Just a Cup on Believe, an organic conversation with the world's greatest athletes and the coaches who coach them. Just as if we were in a coffee shop having a cup of coffee. And I actually, I have a little uh, cartel coffee going on right now since my guest uh, came from Arizona. Um, Devin Allen, who is a two-time U.S. Olympian and member of the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl Olympics. Man, you got it kind of all going on. Devin, welcome.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Brian. Appreciate it, man.
0: Well, I mean, your you're, uh, experience, I mean, there, there's not too many people, one, that get to participate in the Olympics and, and, and compete. Two, there's not many people that have an opportunity to be in the Super Bowl as well. And then, you know, to be able to have the opportunity to, to say those two things are on your resume is amazing, to say the least.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, that's been kind of my goal since I've been an athlete growing up. And, you know, when I kind of leaned towards doing football on track, you know, as my primary sports um, was, yeah, like, okay Olympic Games, gold medal, you know, NFL, Super Bowl. (laughs) So now all I have to do is just win the Super Bowl and (laughs) win a gold medal. Win a gold medal. Hey, that's that's a good one.
0: Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, the football we were talking about just before we jumped on. That, you know, football, there's been several guys that have, have been, you know, elite in both. And it's kind of interesting. I, mean, I, I come to mind Rod Woodson, Willie Galt. They were both hurdlers, and you're also a hurdler. Mm-hmm. I, why do you think that even, you know, kind of corresponds? Is there there's something that kind of goes with, you know, being a, a hurdler and being able to translate that into the NFL?
1: Yeah, I think hurdlers um, in themselves, I think, especially the ones in hurdlers, you have to be, uh, you know, explosive, um, mm. very explosive and fast to begin with to be good. And then you have to do a good job with, you know, moving your body in space and, and controlling your body and things like that. So, you know, not so much. It's not changing direction. But you know, the way we're doing things, you know, right. is like, you know, you're kind of you know, running, jumping, you know, twisting and turning in the air is something that, you know, we get good at and, and be able to move in space. And and also usually hurdlers are, are usually on the on the taller or bigger end of of like the sprinters. Right. Like two right. hundred meter guys. So we're going to be a little bit taller on average. Um, you know, and the games kind of, you know, evolve towards that, having some bigger guys. Um, and I think just. Uh, you know, you got to be a little bit crazy to want to run full speed into a few barriers like you know that are, that are about three and a half feet tall. And so you know you have to be a little bit crazy to want to play football too. so I think it fits perfect.
0: Yeah, I would say definitely that that's a that's a great way of looking at it. Um, have you got a chance to meet by any chance ever meet Rod Whitson or or Willie Galt?
1: Um, you know what? You say that yeah, I've met Willie Galt before, um, but I have not met Rod. Uh, you know, I'm actually really interested in, in, uh, in meeting him um, just because, you know, me and him are on similar, you know, yeah. timelines. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about it, you know, with my my knee injury recently. Um, right. But he, you know, had a knee injury in the, you know, whenever he played in the 80s, 90s and in the in the preseason and returned to play in the, in the playoffs that season. You know, so did a quick turnaround. Um, you know, which is pretty impressive. And I wanted to talk to him about that, you know, just because, you know, with my turnaround, you know, 25 weeks um, from surgery to the Olympic trials is kind of what I'm trying to do in terms of getting my, my body fit and ready to go.
0: And the thing about it is, I mean, it, it's not like it's not like you're completely absent of injuries in the past. I mean, you've overcome and excelled. I mean, I, I mean, I would think excel. you you know, you have injuries in college, you make an Olympic team you know, have an injury here, come back, maybe, and and maybe it's kind of a trend for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, like it's obviously I'd prefer not to have them. Right. Um, But I think, you know, in sports in general, like we're trying to push the, push the limit and, you know, find new ways to kind of get better and better push push ourselves. So, you know, some injuries happen, you know, whether they're, you know, for me, the non-contact knee ones are unfortunate, but that's just kind of how the, 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 the dice roll for me. And, you know, and also, um, you know, before when, before I was playing football again, you know, in track season with, you know, Achilles injuries, you know, hip labrum tear, you know, doing right. all stuff like, it, it just it, these things happen, you know, and and I do a good job and and have a good team around me that keep me healthy for the most part, and when I'm healthy, I run well, and like you said, I've uh, I've competed, you know, I've gotten injured in college and got even better, and. You know, ran faster. Mm-hmm. I hit surgery, you know, eight months before the, the Olympics and ran 1299 that year. Um, you know, and then the next year I ran 1284. So there's not like, you know, I know I can recover from it, obviously. Like, right. I'll be fine. I know I'm going to be fine in terms of my performance. It's just the window of time that we have. Sure. You know, gets a little gets a little tricky because, I, I you know, as good as I am, you know, being the third fastest hurdler in history, um, you know, I can't just show up. Brian, I sure. Just be like, oh, you know, I'm the guy. You know. And I'm I, mean, guy. I mean.
0: I mean. I mean. With Grant, I mean, he just broke the world indoor record in the in the in the sixty hurdles. I mean, the U.S. traditionally has been really high at, yeah. in in the, in the short hurdle races. What what do you attribute that. What did you attribute that to be? I mean, why is just the U.S. Why is that an event the U.S. just dominates in?
1: You know what? We we've always dominated. Um you know, I think it's just an event that, uh, you know, a lot of our athletes, you know, and it's tough to say this way because, you know, I'm a 10 10-0, 100-meter sprinter still. Right, right. But, you know, <laughs> we have a lot of nine seven nine eight guys. So, you know, I wouldn't quite make the world championship team individually in the 100. Right. So, you know, I kind of like, all right, let's, let's find an event where I can excel and use, you know, my speed and stuff like that. So we go to the hurdles. So me, Grant. Daniel Roberts, Trey Cunningham, Cordell Tinch, you know Freddie Crittenden, and all the guys that have been the best in the world, um, you know the last few years are all yeah. very, very fast. And right. you know you don't see that a lot in, in some other events where you know maybe you put your maybe in high school right you put your fastest guy he just runs a hundred right. But right. Uh, you know I think the 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 events and stuff are changing to where you know we're we're seeing the fastest guys, the best athletes, and we're saying hey you should do this event. And I think you know the hurdle event is kind of one of those. Um, And also, you know, I'm not going to take all the credit, but you know, and and I'm not old. You know, I won my first US title (laughs) at 19. That's that's why people think I'm old because I, you know, won my (laughs) first US title at 19, um, 10 years ago. And so, uh, you know, I like I like to think that uh, some of the guys that are now, you know, you know, 21, 22 to 25, 26. Were probably watching me compete when they're in high school. Like, right. hey, I don't want to do that. So, well, I'll take and, a and, you, well
0: and, and you got to you got to do that, which was unique. I mean, you went to the University of Oregon and getting to do that at Hayward Field. I mean, I, Hayward Field is one of those iconic places to to compete in the sport of track and field, really in any sport. Um, you know, what was that like way back when? If you can remember, you're 19 years old. And that place, I mean, I, I was there. I mean, it was it was crazy when yeah. you when you crossed the finish line and won.
1: Yeah, no. What was I mean, that like personally? Yeah, it's it's hard to explain if if you weren't there, but just compared to how loud it's been, you know, that's mm-hmm. the loudest I've ever heard it. You know, and the at, at NCAA's in twenty fourteen when you know I was kind of like the upset because I was a freshman hurdler, yep. and then in twenty sixteen when I won the Olympic trials. Um, you know, and, and jumped into the stands, you know, that was there's videos of, of that on on YouTube and, and right like, like an iPhone. And it, it is crazy loud. It is pretty, pretty amazing experience. And every time I go there, it's like that. Right. So it, it's pretty cool. Well, I mean, you've
0: got I mean, I, I'd say it's a pretty unique situation. You've got to run and compete at Hayward. As a member of the University of Oregon track team, but then you also got to compete at the Penn Relays in Philadelphia as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. That—that's. I don't think you could script something like that to be even more so. What was it like that competing in Philly? Yeah.
1: At, at another
0: iconic, iconic stadium and event, as a member of the Eagles.
1: Yeah, that that event is is very special. Um, it's hard. To, it's hard to like put in words, but. There's so many people, right? It's like so. It's so chaotic. Right. With with the chaotic is a great way
0: to put it, describe it.
1: And the, the 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 kids and the and the adults and the masters athletes all competing, right. and it's over like four or five or six days, like the whole week, mm-hmm. right? And it's and the track, you know, if you if you know Pennsylvania or Philly, you know, U uh, Penn is right in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right next to the the the, the, the bridge and right next to a, a river. Um, and so it's like right in the middle of the, the hustle and bustle. So, you know, you can't find parking. There's like, it's chaos you know, like there's <laughs> right. kids warming up like distance athletes are warming up on the street and like, you know, trying to like avoid cars, and, you know, when they're crossing the road and stuff like right. that. So it's just crazy. And it's the same, you know, with, with warming up, there's just so much going on and, and the fans, you know, that stadium was where the Eagles played you know, before way the, back in the day, yeah, way back in the day. So the the stadium's large. It's like 60, 60, 70,000. Um, and it's just about full, you know, especially on that Friday and Saturday um competition. So, you know, and when the weather is nice, when the weather is really nice, it was full. Um, right. But yeah. It's just, that atmosphere is, is insane. And then playing for the Eagles, right? Like everybody in Philly loves a bird. So, Oh, yeah. I, I got love from the track fans because, you know, they know what I do and, the, and know who I am. Right. And I got love from the, just the people from Philly because they were like, oh, man, he plays with the birds. Like, this is great.
0: Hey, did any of your teammates with the Eagles talk, talk a little trash and say, well, hey, you know, when I was in high school, I, you know, I could run this race and I could do that. Does that little banter go
1: on sometimes? Yeah, it does. You know, and it, <laughs> and it went on more so like my first year there. Right. Know, my, my, my first training camp. Um, Cause they didn't really know who I was. I, I don't think that would happen too much now because everybody on my team knows, you know, I'm the fast guy. So, right. You know. but but yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely happens. And I think that's important as an athlete, you gotta like, you gotta have pride in yourself. And there's a lot of good athletes oh, on our football team that if they wanted to, and they spent, you know, a few years training. Spent the time doing it.
0: Well, I, I say the Eagles are one of those teams that have some very unique personalities. You know, just, I mean, just across the board, I mean, I mean, Jason Kelsey has become like an iconic, like, yeah. I don't even know what you mean. I mean, forget him playing football. I mean, him doing podcasts and, and doing everything and, you know, being with the Bills, Moffy and all that kind of stuff. What's it like being in a locker room with guys? Because it's one thing in college because it, it's kind of regional. It's kind of, you know, you're a regional team. But when you get to the NFL, I mean – I mean, it, it's it's across the country, and you have fans from all over the place, and then you have teammates from literally all over the place. What's a locker room like? You know, bringing all those kind of, I guess you say, superstars together, mm-hmm. and then having success. I mean, I mean, the Eagles have been one of the best
1: teams in the NFL the whole time you've you've been with them. Yeah, um, it's it's very interesting because you you can see the different type of 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 athletes, right? Um, sure. And then the different types of mindsets and routines that kind of got everybody to this level right um because yes they're all freak athletes but you know all those guys work very hard and are very meticulous about how they prepare and how they go about their day right and so that's that's pretty impressive to me you know i'm i'm you know i'm the track guy i was spending extra time warming up and, and doing stuff you know anyways and Right. And to, to see pretty much, you know, 80 percent, 90 percent of the team doing the same thing, you know, pre-practice, pre-game, you know, guys getting in there like five, six a.m. to to do treatment or to lift
0: on right. the line because
1: they know what they need. It's pretty impressive. And then the, just the personalities is cool to be around because, you know, it's just it's just fun, exciting. You know, we're around, you know, Jalen Hurts, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, you got super personalities, like you said, Jason Kelsey. Um, we got Slay in the locker room, you know Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, you know some superstars.
0: Those are studs. Um,
1: you know we got AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, who are you know probably the best one-two punch at receiver um, in the NFL. And you, we are you know I'm able to just kind of be around, and we're working together and and improving. And, 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 and you know I can see how they treat the game. I can see how they you know interact with everybody around them. Um, which is pretty cool, you know, and, and that helps like the mindset, you know, as an athlete. And, and I think it also helps kind of like um, when you develop when when you get older, you're trying to find, you know, a few different small things to get better. Right. Like when you're right. young, you know, the improvement comes with maturity and stuff like that. Sure. You know, and once you get into your prime age, you know, like 28 to 33, you know, usually for men, ma- for men. You know, now we're looking at, okay, now we're pretty much maxed out in terms of how we can, you know, strength and whatever, but let's, you know, figure out what we can do to take care of our body. Let's figure out some new training methods. Let's, you know, I'm, I'm watching AJ eat the same thing every day, you know, Mm -hmm. and for his diet, like he takes, you know, really good good care of his body. And, and so I'm like, okay, that's something I need to, you know, keep in check, you know, my nutrition and this and that. So it definitely, definitely helps um, as an athlete and I, and I learned a lot being there. Is, is there
0: anything that, that is a go-to recovery modality for you or go to, like, something, hey, I, I've got to do this on a regular basis to kind of recover, for either for track or for football?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I travel with my, my athletic trainer, Anna Hartman, a lot. So um, during the track season, she's around probably, like, at least 50% of the time. That's awesome. Um, And and the football season is probably the same amount of time. Um, And she's actually doing my rehab full-time right now. So we're around each other 24, you know, 100% of the time. (laughs) Um, Right. But the the modalities I like to use, I like to use red light. Um, You know, actually um, a company just sent me some more red light. That's called Fringe. Um, They sent Mm. me some more red light pads, but I like to use that every day. Um, You know, the biggest recovery tool I know is like for me is like rest you know and that's big one. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, but, do, yeah, but yeah, it's so things too, you know like massage therapy and, and and you know trigger point therapy and and dry needling and acupuncture and and all, i really use all the modalities uh, but my favorites probably you know the most passive is my favorite in terms of like the red light and and just you know having that on me
0: You're listening to Just a Cup on Believe. If you've enjoyed the episode so far, please subscribe, like, comment, share. It's how we continue to grow and expand our reach. Remember, Believe, it's every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. My guest right now is two-time U.S. Olympian and Philadelphia Eagles, Devin Allen, talking about a bunch of uh, different aspects of being a, a track athlete, a football player, um, one of the things I think is really special is the fact that your college coach in track and field is your professional coach in track and field. And, you you know, you spend time down in Annapolis because Jamie Cook is down at, at, at Navy. Um, how how did that kind of transpire? And how, how do you, you know, you get done running and you say, hey, coach, like, I'm going to get back uh you know, get back with you training wise. I mean, how does that go about for somebody that might not know the track and field world?
1: Yeah. So, you know, if, if you look at my, my resume in college, I did pretty well. Um, you know, won the NCAA and U S titles every year that I competed with Jamie, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and very consistent and he does a really good job. Um, I think probably better than anyone in terms of programming, um, and kind of for the individual athlete and and making sure that program fits, right? Like he has a lot of programs in his head. And sometimes, you know, (laughs) when you're coaching large groups, you know, you can kind of put everybody together for some things and some other things you can't. Um, But he does a really good job at that. And, and he does a really good job at, you know, communicating with me and me communicating with him in terms of how I'm feeling and training. So for me, it was just staying healthy um and i i stayed healthy and, and ran well with him in college he moved to navy um i didn't want to move to navy at, at first um i didn't want to move to <laughs> Maryland, being a west coast kid so yeah i, I, moved, I moved back um, feet to phoenix and was training with my high, high school coach um, and that was going well i just was having a little bit harder time i think just staying healthy mm-hmm. um and, and really nothing in in terms of like the programming i think i just you know a whole bunch of things um can can factor sure. in what what's going on um and so you know as a professional i gotta either you know figure it out or make a change yep and so i, I was in phoenix from for 2018 and 2019 um and then 2020 season was coming around and i said oh, i think i you know the olympics are coming up this is before covid um All right and the olympics are coming up i'm gonna make a change so i called jamie and in I think December or January and asked him if I could come back out to Annapolis. And he said, yeah, no problem. Um, well, Ann- and Annapolis is a gorgeous place. Yeah, it, it is. And, and Annapolis <laughs> is, you know, and, and if, if I would have been there before I probably would have just moved, but um, yeah, Annapolis is great. And we got, me and Jamie got back together. He kind of like spent that first year, 2020 um, COVID happened. So there wasn't really competitions and we kind of just were, feeling, feeling each other out in terms of like, you know, what I've been doing, what I need to be doing, right. you know, where I'm at in terms of strength, speed and all this stuff. And, um, you know, got did that season was still, still battling some injuries from, from the year before. Um, so ended up having surgery on my hip. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast. And uh, once I rehab from that, we kind of took off and we, we, we figured it out. You know, I ran 1299 that season, off, coming off the hip injury, um, 1284, um, the next year in 2022, probably, you know, unfortunately DQ'd yeah. D- D- at world champs for, you know, that craziness, right. um, but probably, you ridiculous. know, <laughs> yeah, probably a world championship um, gold medalist, at least, you know, at least a medalist um, I would agree. that, that uh, season. And then last year with just, you know, I started training um, March, you know, March 8th. Uh, about two or three weeks after the super bowl because i was doing football all the way up until um then um and i started training with jamie march and within you know i would say 12 weeks of training i went from you know being 205 pounds and kind of like a little bit <laughs> out of shape to running right. 13 13 right yeah and so we we got it figured it out so that's why you know i'm not too worried about the recovery with my knee now as long as i'm healthy you know, we can figure it out and run fast.
0: Is, is, there, is there anything that you do during, you know, the track season that's football specific or anything during football season that's track specific? Do you kind of overlap those things? Are there
1: anything that kind of is done? I'm definitely during, during like April, May, when I'm out in Philly for off-season training, obviously I'm doing football and running routes and catching balls right. and stuff like that. I'm trying to, you know, I try to at least catch footballs um, as often as I can. Um, but yeah, it definitely gets hard. You know, the training part is very intense and you know, you don't want to do too much, um, to the extent of, you know, me getting injured. Um, but during football, you know, the time aspect is so crazy. You know, how much time we spend in the facility every day. Um, really my goal is just to make sure that I sprint once a week. Um, and that could be, you know, me just running fast after practice, or that could be, you know, on one of our day offs, you know, I just, you know, I sprint on Monday or Tuesday, depending on if I play on Sunday or not. Um, and so I, I was doing that, you know, the last couple of years and just, you know, just trying to feel good, you know, kind of keep my body used. To, you know, I'm sprinting in practice, right? Football, you know, I'm sprinting, but you never really get to open up because right. you're running a 20, 30 yard burst. Right. So, right. you know, I like to open up a little bit i mean you say you got me
0: thinking when you you start talking about uh you know practice of like that i mean you're a practice squad member you you're on the roster but then you're a practice squad member what does i mean i don't think most if you ask the average nfl fan mm-hmm. you know what does a practice squad guy do most of them are like i don't know they practice but but you're running routes simulating you know your opponent right mm-hmm. um yeah i mean is there any is there is there anybody that you like that they've said hey like you know you need to be hit this guy this week that's yeah, been I mean, interesting to do
1: yeah so like you said it's really i'm doing everything everybody else is doing in practice if not more because right you know as a practice squad player you're taking all the reps against the defense you know taking all you know 8, eight to 12 in a row um, usually because there's only two or three practice bar receivers at a time. So if I right. have a three receiver set, everybody's out there. Um and then yeah, we have jobs, you know, that week, whether it's you know, we're playing Miami and I'm running in motion as Tyreek Hill for the week. Right. <laughs> right. Or running, you know, deep bender routes or whatever, you know, Tyreek does, or or if we're playing the the commanders and you know, they got scary Terry out there and I'm doing what yeah. he's doing or or whatever. Um and that kind of is 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 depending on the game plan, right? We have you know, really good receivers, um, on the practice squad that, you know, do, do other things well and, and do things well that are important too. you know, we have a, a big guy, Joseph Nagata, um, you know, when we were playing the bucks, he was, you know, Mike Davis. Right. Makes so you know, Makes lots of so sense. Like, yeah. So, so we, all, we, we have a job that week. And, and, you know, our, our job is to best mimic that, um, as well as prepare everybody to, to play and, you know the, the 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 few games I was up and activated. My job that week was to prepare to play,
0: um, right as well.
1: So, you know, yeah, definitely, definitely interesting. You know, when we we do a lot um, in terms of the the game planning, we're involved in a lot of the game planning for the other side of the ball. So, you know, I spend a lot of time with the first team defense.
0: Way well, that which is, is the Eagles' first team defense is pretty salty. So. <laughs> I, that's that's a tough one Well, i mean okay you, you you get it give me this the the nervousness inside in your first nfl snap in, an, in a regular season game or the first time you lined up in a in a world championship in in the prelims What wh- which raised the blood pressure level up a little mm. bit more
1: that's a good one uh I said, there's not many people that get to experience both those two things. Probably the NFL, um, just because usually that first play is like, you know, kickoff return, and I'm I'm getting the kickoff return, right? So, I would say that's it's a little bit more nerve wracking, where guys
0: are running at you as opposed to you running away from guys. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This is another one I got to ask because it, you know, the the fit game at NFL. Go Going to the game, I mean, you hear more and more, I mean, I guess I, I saw, I listened to Jason Kelsey talk about, you know, like how he dresses going into the game. And it's kind of funny when you watch in the NFL, you know, the pregame shows and stuff, they're always showing the guys walking into the locker room. And the mm-hmm. outfits that guys wear, I just, sometimes I just shake my head, like, why would you go to that much effort? Do you have a go-to set that you like wear, or is it you know, or are you more like the Jason Kelsey where it's yeah, you know,
1: I'm flip flops
0: and sweats?
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit of a tweener. I, I do like to dress up sometimes. You know, I'll plan it out for the week or get a you know go to go shopping and get a fit. Um, and some other times, I'm kind of like oh, I didn't plan anything. I'm just gonna wear jeans and a sweatshirt because it's cold. <laughs> um, but I think, I think it's cool. You know, we, we don't yeah. you know, we're dressing we, we we wear sweatpants and hoodies all all day at the facility, right? Cause we're inside and we're mm-hmm. in meetings all day. So we don't really get to dress up. So one day a week everybody gets to kind of, you know, have a personality. Right. Now, I mean, I mean,
0: do you wear? is there anything special when you're going into like uh, an Olympics or something like that? Do you wear something going? I mean, you're coming really coming from a bus from a village or you know, the athletes' village. Yeah, it depends. I, mean, I mean, it
1: depends. I know that, that that's recently become more popular as the you know, the outfits um, to the yeah. track meets, which is cool. I, I think it's cool, but <laughs> for me. I'm already like, there's no, there's usually no locker rooms. If there was locker rooms for us, we would for sure. But usually we're just going to the track and then they're just like, hey, you know, go, go compete. So I'm usually like ready when I, when I show up.
0: Right. Has there been a place like that you've competed from track and field? Cause track and field is obviously, this is going to be a twofold question. Um, You know, the, the the most exciting place you competed from football from a venue standpoint, not, Not from, you know, at, and then also in track and field because most people don't get to travel many places. So yeah. what's the, what's your favorite NFL venue that you've got to go to? Exclude, yeah. exclude Philly from it.
1: Yeah. So my favorite NFL venue I got to play in um, was probably – well, I didn't actually play because I was coming off a of calf injury. But um, the uh, – bu- the, not the Bucks, the Baltimore Ravens Stadium. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. They're very cool. That's yeah, a pretty cool place. Good, good atmosphere. The fans were great. This is preseason, so it was pretty. It was pretty exciting. Um, you know, even even uh, you know preseason. I mean, obviously the Super Bowl was an awesome experience, but you know that's you can't really count that. Um, and no, then track wise, if we're if we're not counting Hayward Field, right? No Hayward uh, or 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 Philly or, or, Franklin. or Franklin Field, uh, or Franklin Field. We're gonna do. Hmm. It's a good question.
0: I mean, it's it's a, it's one of those things. Track and field's so unique because you, you're different countries and there's different vibes in different countries. Yeah. That uh, you know, I mean, the U.S. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of great places. I mean, you pretty much. So I would say the two iconic places you've kind of run at.
1: Oh, that's a this oh. this is a great question. <laughs> um, one of my favorite meets is the Paris Diamond League. Uh, oh yeah, but. You know, and, and I usually run well there. Last year I fell on, on the first hurdle. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, usually I run well in Paris, so I like that stadium a lot. And then probably my, my next favorite stadium or a competition that I went to um, was in Croatia. There's a meet in Zagreb. Man, um, you, you are the, the
0: you're literally the third person yeah. that we've had on here that's talked about Croatia.
1: Yeah, they they they, cool. they put a good meet together. It's it's interesting. Like it's really late in the season. In um, mm-hmm. The stadium itself, they don't have like a ton of bleachers. It's just you know just the right. you know the, the start line, finish line yep. side. But you know, with that being said, there's still probably like twenty thousand people there. Oh, so man. it's pretty cool.
0: it, it, it is it, well, Croatia is one of my favorite countries I've ever been to. I mean, it's just food's amazing, and yeah. it, the food, food in Paris. Some people. Some people like the food in Paris. I'm not a big fan of French food, but the food in Philly, I'm definitely a fan of. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite? You know, I mean, do you got a favorite like cheesesteak place in Philly? Uh,
1: that's tough. I don't really eat cheesesteaks. Um, you know, it's not really on my diet. But my, my favorite so far um, is Angelo's, you know, Angelo's Pizza. Yeah. Um, so they got good pizza and cheesesteaks. And then. Probably my favorite restaurant in Philly in general is Kalaya. Um Kalaya? yeah. What kind of food like, is that? It's like uh, I think it's I think it's Thai. Is it Thai or Vietnamese? It's Thai. Yeah, it's Thai food, and yeah, it's very good. Is
0: is that your favorite kind of food you, that there is? Maybe your go to food.
1: I would say yes. I think I think any Asian food. I like Thai a lot. Um, I like Vietnamese, like pho and banh mi and, and stuff like that. I like sushi. Um, yeah, I think Asian food is probably my favorite food in general, like all, you know, all kinds.
0: Well, I mean, I, I mean, Asian food, I mean, it's, it's obviously, I, I love Asian food as well. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it's always interesting because I guess you, you can kind of get that anywhere. It can't fill Cheese takes kind of a Philly thing. I mean, they kind of yeah. do this service other places, but uh that's that's good. I mean, when 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 you're when you're traveling, I mean, that's do you, do you pack stuff when you're going on on you know because track, mm-hmm. it's not a typical thing. Do you, do you pack stuff away, or do you have the same routine when you're on the road with track and field as you would be at home food wise?
1: No, usually I eat what they what they prepare for us. Usually we're in a, like a really nice hotel and they cater it. Right. Um, but a lot of times too, I like to go out into the city, like what that we're staying in, and and try the food you know, or, or go to restaurants right. that are popular in the area, you know, on from online or whatever.
0: I mean, that that's cool. Cause I mean, I know some athletes, you know, they talk about, Hey, I'm going, I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to compete. And, you know, track and field, you get to go to so many cool places that you don't get to live that experience. And know mm-hmm. several of the athletes that I've coached in the past, you know, about 50, 50, 50, 50, or 50% of them were like, Go compete, nothing else. The other fifty percent probably should have done a little bit more of the competing part. You know, not worried about in you know, the sightseeing realm.
1: But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely hard. You gotta you gotta manage that. Like I remember the first time I went to Paris, and I got there like three days before I raced, and so I was like, I'm just gonna go explore because I got an off day. And I looked at my phone, and I did like twenty five thousand steps <laughs> that day. You know, like walking around Paris. And then the next day, I was like, oh, my legs. There you go.
0: There you go. What's, um, what's, what's on the, the long-term horizon? You, do you want to coach? Do you want to, you know, go into acting? I, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, is there, is there something that's uh, long-term for you?
1: Um, I don't have anything concrete. You know, I could be interested in coaching. I think I'd do a good job at that. Um, I do want to go to culinary school or at least take some cooking nice. classes. Um, so I've been interested in that the last probably four or five years. Um, open so oh, up gonna, an Asian restaurant? Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna own my own restaurant. I just would like to work as a as a chef and, and it'd be cool to get trained, you know, classically. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool.
0: I mean, because I mean, I think there's different, I mean, I like to cook, but I'm definitely not a chef, you know. I mean, so I mean, getting trained to do it would be it would be a pretty cool is there is there a specific kind of
1: style of food that you would want uh, to do. I'm, I'm mostly into Asian. Yeah. So, you know, I got like all <laughs> the Asian, Asian, you know, food tools. I got a walk, you know, and all that stuff. So I like to Can you make like, sushi? Um, I have made sushi. Yeah. I that's I mean impressive. I'm not a I'm not a sushi expert, but that's I'm, that's right. impressive. I made, I made you know um, pad thai and I've made um, fried rice and and you know I've made um chili chili lime, steak salad from, you know, Thai cuisines Ooh. and, you know, so. As I say, I, I was trying to think of like a major track meat. There hasn't, there's not
0: any in Thailand. I mean, no, I mean I China's I got its few. That would be, that would be cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, Thailand's a massive country population wise. I'm just kind of surprised that they, they don't have a, a meat over there of yeah. some sort. Interesting. Well, man, I, I appreciate the time. I mean, it's, been pretty uh intriguing. I mean you are you're definitely not the normal uh track and field or or, or football player by any stretch of the imagination because obviously you do both.
1: <laughs> yeah, no definitely uh definitely a lot of fun, a lot of hard work and you know um takes a lot of a lot of my time, takes a lot of discipline. So well, you know I've I don't think there's enjoy you know doing doing these things while I can.
0: Well, I don't think there's any question. You'll be back and be back uh, at the highest level possible. And, you know, they'll, they'll love you in Philly and they'll love you in Oregon and love you across the United States. There's no question. For sure. Thank you well, hey, for having me. Yeah, Devin, I appreciate it. Uh, this is uh, wraps up Just a Cup. Uh, you can watch the podcast or listen to the podcast on Believe.com, Apple, and Spotify. Subscribe, like, comment, share. For uh, the last episode, Devin Allen, Brian Fetzer, be blessed, my friends.
1: Peace.